You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021, and it's time to get you ready for kickoff here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And once again, Locked On listeners, thank you so much for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. Greetings and salutations, Patriots fans, and thank you for joining me here on this Getting Ready for Game Day episode of the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there giving the weekend nod and saying how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, week five is almost upon us. Your New England Patriots travel to Houston, Texas for a 1 p.m. Eastern showdown at NRG Stadium against the Houston Texans. Right now, both teams sitting at 1-3. and three. Each team coming off of a tough loss in week four. The Patriots dropping their showdown at Gillette Stadium with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19-17. The Texans coming off of a dismal performance, 40 to nothing shutout at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots undoubtedly want to get back on track, but it will not be easy. Yes, the Texans are reeling just like the Patriots are, but the Patriots are decimated by injury, especially along the offensive line. At the time I'm recording this, the Patriots face the possibility of only suiting up one starter along the offensive line, and that's center David Andrews. The left side of the line still remains on the COVID-19 reserve list, as Michael Wainu and Isaiah Wynn are both still undergoing COVID-19 protocol. The chance that one or both is activated in time for Sunday's game still does exist. At least it did as of Friday afternoon. But if neither player is able to clear protocol, that means the Patriots may be without the services of both of their starters on the left side. On the right side, things not looking much better at all. Right tackle Trent Brown, who has essentially been an injury inactive since the beginning of the season, has not practiced all week. Wasn't visible on the practice field on Friday. That's usually not a great sign that he's going to be ready to suit up on Sunday against the Texans. Also absent for the duration of this week on the practice field is Shaq Mason, being listed on the injury report with an abdomen injury. So almost a certainty that the right side of the line will not be able to go in this matchup. The left side also not looking much better, and the Patriots find themselves possibly in an insurmountable hole along the O-line. If there's any silver lining in all this is that the Texans have struggled both on offense and on defense. If the Patriots can figure out a way to protect Mac Jones, they've got a shot at this one. But no matter who your opponent is, anytime you face the potential injury problems that the Pats are likely to face on Sunday, hard to say with any degree of accuracy whether or not they'll be able to leave Houston with a win. 
But no matter how insurmountable the task may seem, the Patriots will go into Houston with that expectation. They expect to come back a winner. And here today on the pod, we'll continue to break it all down for you. And luckily, to help us preview Sunday's matchup between the Patriots and the Texans is one of the best when it comes to the Patriots beat. Kyrie Thompson of Boston.com joins me on the pod, and we will discuss this matchup from a Patriots perspective and from a Texans perspective. And of course, keep a sharp ear to the conclusion of today's show, where I will offer my game prediction on Sunday's Week 5 matchup with Houston. So, Pats fans, a full agenda on today's pod, previewing Pats Texans when this Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, welcome back to the pod, and thank you once again for staying locked in to Locked On Patriots and making us your first listen every day. Remember that Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. And today, folks, we are here to get you ready and get set for kickoff Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, NRG Stadium, Houston, Texas. The Pats and the Texans each look to improve on their 1-3 and three record in 2021 as these two teams get set for battle in Week 5. And fortunately, and luckily for us here on the pod, joining me today is one of the best on the Patriots beat. You know his great work and spot-on analysis from Boston.com, not just when it comes to the Patriots, but all things Boston sports. It is my honor to welcome Kyrie Thompson here today. Kyrie, welcome to Locked On Patriots, and thank you for joining me. Thanks a lot for having me, Mike, and thank you for that marvelous introduction. You're just making me feel real good this morning. I appreciate it. <laughs> I assure you, always from the heart, uh, always uh, spot on when it comes to uh, to my introductions. I'm constantly giving praise for my introductions, and I take great pride in doing them, but believe me when I tell you, I never embellish. I'm always honest in my assessment, and uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of your work. We've gotten a chance this uh, um, season to get a chance to know each other on a personal level, and you know, that's definitely been a, a, a great thing, but I've long been a fan of your work, and I continue to be, and I know that uh, our fans here at Locked On Patriots will definitely appreciate what you have to say and you have to lend to all of us today. But it's been an interesting week uh, from Sunday night with Tom Brady's return to Foxborough and the Patriots taking on the Buccaneers. You and I were both in attendance. We both covered this game in person and uh, just one of the memories. We talked a little bit before hitting record today on uh, this pod about the legacy and what this game will mean, uh, you know, for future generations for the New England Patriots as well. Uh, if that wasn't enough of a story, uh, the Patriots continued to make headlines this week when they traded a five-year veteran in New England 
Stefan Gilmore, the former 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, Pro Bowl honors, all pro, uh, just one of the great guys on the team as well. Uh, no longer a New England Patriot. He now finds himself in Carolina. So the Patriots still have a game to play this weekend, Kyrie. And it's yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting to uh, to you know come into this thinking that both the Pats and the Texans are one in three coming off of their struggles. And each team has its own set of difficulties to deal with this week. So this is a preview show. So we're going to get a set for, and our listeners, I should say, set for this weekend's game against the Texans. And let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Damian Harris on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, really the entire running game for the New England Patriots, uh, dismal, I guess is the best way for me to put it. Negative four yards Uh rushing as a team. Uh, We both know that is not going to get it done for the New England Patriots. It's not going to get it done for anybody. And when you look at this team, you look at the, uh, the the Patriots and the way they're going to be able to, or hopefully be able to effectively run the ball against the Texans. The Texans right now are ranked 28th in the league against the run. They're allowing 137 yards per game. And they're also, on, they're also averaging five point yards per rush, which ranks 21st in the league. So when you look at this team now, Kyrie, especially with the difficulties that the Patriots are having on offense, do you still believe this is the chance for the Pats to get the running game on track? You know, it's very interesting because I would have said so before the offensive line, uh, you know, issue started to, to, you know, crop up. And, And the thing is, we don't really, we still don't know who is going to be available um, I mean, there's a chance that both players have ended up on the reserve COVID list this week. Uh, Michael and Wenu and Isaiah Wynn, there's a chance both of them could be able to play. There's a chance neither of them could play. And we still have no idea what is going on with Trent Brown. So there's so many question marks here, but I, I think that, you know, you still have to try to establish the run in this game. As you mentioned, the, the numbers don't look very good. I mean, the Patriots, right, they are 29th in the league in yards per attempt and 31st in total rushing yards. And that is just – that is not what this team was built to do this year. They were supposed to be able to run the football to support Mac Jones. I still feel like they can do that. I mean, Damian Harris is a, is a good player, and I think this can still be a year where he has some success. And then you have the, the backup options. You, know, you still want to see what Ramondre Stevenson can do once he gets out of the doghouse. I mean, I feel like he's going to have to at some point. But I think that another issue here that you know, perhaps hasn't been talked about as much is I think that the running game, uh, you know, the, the offensive line struggles generally have affected the way the running backs run the ball. I, I can't tell you how many times this year I've seen, you know, say a pitch to the outside or like an outside zone or something where I'm thinking – why didn't Damian Harris hit that hole harder? It was there. You know, there, there, there are holes available here. I also think that some of the issues have been, you know, partly play calling and maybe even some decisions by Mac Jones to not check out of a bad running play and instead, you know, try to stick with the play and then it gets stopped for, for negative yardage. That happened a couple of times against the Saints, um, you know, on some of those runs where we're thinking, why are they giving the ball to Brandon Bolden there? So I, I think that it really is, is a total effort here that has to get better. Um, ultimately, the Patriots, I, I think, should still be able to run the ball on a team like Houston. And I think the running backs just need to try. They just got to have confidence in running the play where it's blocked up, knowing where their cutback lanes are. Just, just get downhill 
and hit the holes because I feel like the way that they have been running is, you know, kind of indicative of, you know, not being a hundred percent sure of where those holes are going to be, even though they've been there. So I think this could be a palate cleanser this week for them to, to just be like, to get back to their identity a little bit. Very, very well put. And I like the palate cleanser t- terminology and the analogy, because I really think that is a very good way to describe how they're going to effectively try to run the football. Everyone's expecting them to go run heavy, keep going run heavy. You know, the Patriots are not going to be able to give Mac Jones protection in terms of the pass. So you want to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Best way to do that is to hand it off. But you're right. There have been some holds. Everyone is making a big deal out of the struggles in the offensive line and rightfully so folks we're not saying that the offensive line uh, hasn't contributed mightily to the Patriots struggles running the football but there have been seams that have been missed Uh, they're not advancing beyond the line of scrimmage and this is something that continues to be a problem hopefully the Patriots will find a way to be able to neutralize that issue but to get back to the palate cleanser type of terminology that you used, this is the perfect way for them to be able to set up play action. And that leads me quite nicely into my next question for you, my friend, which is Mac Jones in the backfield at this point has been hit hard. We know that he's been pressured on a lot of his dropbacks. Uh, he's been sacked. He's been hit. Uh, there's a lot that's going on there as well when it comes to pass protection, both on the right and on the left. And When you look at the best way for the Patriots maybe to combat that, um, conventional wisdom would tell you, oh, just get the ball down the field. But the Texans' pass defense is actually underrated, I think, in a lot of ways. It's kind of sneaky uh, in terms of their effectiveness. Um, They're not as, uh, you know... they're really not indicative of the type of record that they uh, that they have. They actually, uh, believe it or not, um, allow the ninth fewest PPR points to opposing receivers this season. So when you look at what Mac might be able to do to neutralize that, it's most likely utilizing play action, trying to get those short or intermediate passes in the middle of the field. That likely means the slot receivers mm-hmm. and the tight ends. When you look, yeah. at, look at this, Kyrie, how do you see this playing out? Is that the most effective way for Mac Jones to try to neutralize what the Houston defense does well? You know what? I think that's perfect. And, you know, one of the things I want to bring up right now is how much play action has helped some of these young quarterbacks. In particular, I'm a Chicago guy, so I watched what the Bears did with Justin Fields in his second start uh, after that rough time that he had against uh, the Cleveland Browns. They, they ran a lot of play action with Justin Fields, and it opened up a ton of windows down the field for him to throw the football. And, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily that the Bears, I mean, they, they ran it all right, but it's not like they're an amazing, you know, running football team. But you don't have to be. You just have to have, you know, the, the threat of running the football, which the Patriots, I think, on, on balance do present. So as long as, as, you know, teams have to be concerned about getting gashed by Damian Harris, right, they're going to honor that. And I think that generally when, I mean, Mac Jones had very good numbers uh, with play action in this last game. As as a matter of fact, both of his touchdowns came on play action throws in the red zone. And that's been a huge bugaboo for them. It's like, how do we get the ball in the end zone finally? And I think that that was one of the ways that they did it was they used play action. I also think that, you know, just generally, right, continuing to use the quick passing game. Because I think that there are, there are going to be matchups that they can take advantage of. I mean, for one thing, you know Mac Jones loves Jacoby Myers. He 
far and away leads the team in targets right now. And you can generally assume that he, he's going to get open and that he's going to be able to catch the ball for you. Kendrick Bourne's coming on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch here because teams are starting to get wise to Mac Jones loving uh, you know, to throw to Jacoby Myers. They're dropping zone coverages in ways that kind of allow them to double team him a little bit, bracket him, and make Mac Jones hold on to the ball a little bit longer. But then you've got Kendrick Bourne starting to make plays down the field and get open as well. So I think this is going to be an opportunity for, for play action where you might open up a little bit of, of those deeper throws too, like a Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar. And you're going to have opportunities to win, um, you know, the Texans bring pressure, which, I mean, teams are sending blitzes a lot at the Patriots right now, mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to take advantage of some of the, these quick throws on, on pressure packages and get it to Jacoby Myers and get it to Kendrick Bourne. And that's actually one thing that Mac Jones has done fairly well. His completion percentage against the blitz is right around his season average, of 70% because he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. He has a good plan against the blitz. So I would expect, you know, kind of to keep matriculating the ball down the field um, in some of those, those, you know, quick passing situations, just get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, let them eat up chunks of yards. And then, you know, if the running game is going all right, or at least like you, you can make the Texans honor it, play action them and open up some of those, those seams in the intermediates as you were talking about. I think that's worked very well for young quarterbacks this year when, when teams have been willing to go to it, and I think it'll work well for the Patriots this time around as well. Absolutely. Completely spot on, and I agree uh, in uh, every aspect, and I'm glad that you mentioned about the running and how that does open up uh, the ability for uh, for play action, and really, I think the best way to keep Mac Jones comfortable, and uh, you know, in a lot of ways, with the type of protection he's likely to get on the offensive line, you definitely need to be uh, uh, cognizant of that, and you need to be uh, uh, very much prepared for it, so excellent analysis so far, and from the keys to the offense right now, folks, we're about to transition transition into the keys for the defense and what the Patriots might look to do to hold both the uh, Houston running game and the passing game in check. Neither one has been particularly impressive for Houston so far this season. However, the Patriots do have their issues and things they need to be ready for. What are those issues? Kyrie Thompson of Boston.com and I discuss that when this Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 
to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Pats fans, thank you once again for joining me here on this Friday Pats Texans preview episode of Locked On Patriots. And I am very fortunate to be joined by the great wisdom and counsel of Kyrie Thompson of Boston.com. And Kyrie, in the previous segment, we talked a little bit about offensive strategy, what the Patriots might do to help mitigate some of the issues they're likely to have along the offensive line, both in running the football and in utilizing the run to open up play action for the passing game. But on defense, the New England Patriots right now, at least on paper, seem to hold the upper hand when it comes to both run and pass defense. And when you look at the statistics in this game, uh, it is a little surprising that so many people are willing to just completely give the Patriots the nod, especially against the run. We'll start there because the Pats rank 19th in the league against the run. They're allowing 122 yards per game, but conventional wisdom tells you that New England should be able to contain the Texans running game this weekend. Houston last in the league, 3.2 yards per carry, 26th in the league with 83 yards per game. Against the Buccaneers, especially in the second half, we started to see the Patriots develop a rhythm with stopping the run when it comes to Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy, and the rookie Christian Barmore getting in there and really providing a solid three-man interior that is really allowing them to contain the run a little bit better. Um, You couple that with Bill Belichick's ability to defensively stifle young quarterbacks, this could be a big day for the Patriots' defense. Kyrie, the Texans still have a good amount of star power in that backfield. You look at some of the names uh, that they have in the backfield. It's hard to believe that they haven't been more effective in running the football, but they've had some issues along the offensive line as well, plus some injuries. Um, Do you think this might be the key to the Patriots' victory in terms of being able to stop Houston from running the football? Yes, and it's interesting you bring up the the star power, right? Because I was watching – um, a little bit of Texans and, you know, Mark Ingram, I mean, he's got some years on him, but he still has a little bit of juice. He still, he still right. runs well, but here's the key. He faces eight man boxes, almost half of his carries. So teams really are not respecting the, the Texans pass game, nor should they. I mean, they have one credible receiving threat and that's Brandon cooks. We'll get to him later, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but when it comes to, you know, key to the game here. It, you know, the, the Buccaneers, I, I wrote about this last time, the Buccaneers also didn't run the football well, but the Patriots were struggling to, you know, kind of stop the run a little bit, at least consistently. And so last week I said, something's got to give. I would say the same thing this week. The difference is that the Patriots wanted the Buccaneers to run the football. Um, you know, it, they, they, you know, opened up the box a little bit more because they wanted to stop Tom Brady from picking them apart. You know, so they kind of invited that a little bit more. And, and as the game went on, as you mentioned, they did a better job, though the key, again, is consistency because I feel like sometimes early in games they get moved a little bit. This week it's going to be a little different. I think that the Patriots are going to, you know, stack the box against the Texans and say, go ahead and throw it, rookie Davis Mills. And then the key is just going to be, can they, you know, get their run fits down, make sure that the Texans aren't getting up to the second level and blocking, you know, Dante Hightower and Joan and Joan Bentley, because I think that in times when they've struggled to stop the run, that's been a big key. I have had no idea at times where Dante Hightower is or if he's even on the field because he's just getting blocked. 
because you had guys, you know, especially against the Saints, just getting up to the second level and just, just taking the linebackers out of the picture. And so that's something that I feel like they did a much better job at, um, you know, against the Bucks as time went on. They lost contain a couple of times against, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette, and that's something that you don't want to do against any team. So I think, again, it's just about discipline. They have the skill. They have the personnel to stop the run. Games like this are what they're built for in terms of stopping the run. So now they just have to do it. And, again, I think that the, the Texans' lack of, you know, explosive personnel in the passing game is going to make it even easier because they're just going to sell out to stop the run and make them beat them in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Completely well said. And they really, really are. When you look at what this team does well in terms of trying to do a better job of setting the edge, and they've done a much better job in doing that this year. That was a very big problem for the Patriots in 2020. Guys like Dietrich Wise really stepped up. Uh, having someone like Kyle Van Noy yeah. and his experience and being able to do that. We're also talking about the X factor here that nobody really has spent I think enough time talking about is the presence of Jamie Collins and what he can mm -hmm. do and disrupt and be that disruptive force in the middle of that linebacking core. Someone that really, uh, you know, has knowledge of the system and has played his best football in New England by far. When you look at the other stops that he's made, whether it be Cleveland or Detroit, yeah. he just seems to have a knowledge of what this team does well. And I know there were there's rumors going around in his first stint here that he used to go rogue. Uh, we didn't see that the last time here, and I don't think we'll We'll see that again in New England. So that front yeah. seven definitely faces its challenges with guys like Mark Ingram, like you said, but they are built for this type of game. And hopefully it gives the Patriots the ability to be able to uh, uh, to keep these guys in check. Kyrie, that definitely. leads me very nice. That does. And that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you today. But and you alluded to this just a couple of moments ago. So we'll go all in on this one um, in terms of stifling the Texans passing attack. No disrespect to the other members of this uh, uh, wide receiver core or their tight ends, which the Texans can make things happen in the passing game. But let's face it, the guy that Patriots fans and I think the guy that the Patriots team is looking to stop most is going to be Brandon Cooks. Uh, Cooks is likely going to be matched up at times with J.C. Jackson. And this has been a big week for J.C. Obviously, uh, you know, he's playing with a little something extra. He may not admit that, but there are going to be extra eyes on him this week to see how he responds to the knowledge that Stefan Gilmore is not going to be walking through that door any longer and that he is the guy, at least for the remainder of the season. So JC was asked about this yesterday uh, in the press room and uh, he was very forthcoming about it. He basically said, you know what? Brandon's going to be a tough matchup. I need to keep him within my reach at all times. I'm going to play him fast. I'm going to play him physical. Um, and, you know, I, I've got to get my wheels on, I think was the exact words that he used right. uh, to describe yeah. how he's going to be able to, uh, to play him. Bill Belichick has a penchant for two things, and that really plays very well into this matchup. One is confusing young quarterbacks. And let's face it. Davis Mills is still a rookie. He looked very much like a rookie against the Buffalo Bills last week. So Bill is going to try to give him looks that he hasn't seen and really keep him, you know, just all over the field other than doing what he's doing. And Bill can do that pretty well. But the other penchant that he has is being able to take away what the other team, what their opponent does very well. And that really is Brandon Cooks. Is this the key to the Patriots' victory is trying to marginalize or marginally disrupt what Brandon Cooks does well, Kyrie? So here, let, let, let me tell you something, right? So Brandon Cooks 
by far leads the leads the Texans in you know yards, targets, receptions, all that. And you know the funniest thing to me is that the next targeted receiver was Anthony Miller. I think he had ten targets. He's not even on the team anymore. They cut him. <laughs> so it's like if that tells you anything about where the Texans are in terms of their receiving core, it is not good. And their next you know leading receiver is is much like 73 yards or something like that it's like feral brown so they really just don't have another threat honestly so yes brandon cooks is the the first and last thing on passing downs that you need to keep in, in mind if you're the new england patriots i'm not con- like you know, if i'm them i'm not concerned about anything else maybe you think of you know if david johnson's in the game because you know he's been a very good uh, you know, receiving running back throughout his time. He's not the same player he used to be, but I mean, you still got to keep an eye on that, I suppose. Um, but yes, he's the guy you need to keep in mind. And I think you mentioned the point about Davis Mills, you know, needing to, you know, confuse, you know, him, right? And mm. a couple of the interceptions that he had against the Bills were just unfortunate, right? You know, he's putting it up at the end of the game or like they like bounced off a guy's helmet or something at one point. But the first one that they got him on, was something where I think they confused him because they sent what looked like a blitz, but it was actually mostly just cover three. You know, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a, like a green dog blitz where, you know, they kept two running backs in to protect Mills. And so the linebackers came after him. He's like, oh, I guess that's a blitz. And he fires it over the middle right into a zone coverage linebacker's hand. They got him. And I think that you might see things like that with the Patriots is trying to throw some, some interesting little wrinkles and see if he'll give them the ball. I mean, he's, he's, you know, decently mobile, I guess, as far as uh, you know, pocket quarterbacks go, but for the most part, he's going to try to stay in there. He's got a big arm. He trusts it. You know, he thinks that he can fit some balls in there uh, that arguably he shouldn't try. So I think that the Patriots will have opportunities to make plays on him and I think that, you know, J.C. Jackson will get his opportunities to be one-on-one with Brandon Cooks. But again, right, like, he's, if he's the only one you're really worried about, you're probably going to see a little bit of, you know, shading to his side, a little bit of bracketing and stuff. So, I mean, I would be surprised if it was 100% just all J.C. Jackson, you've got him, go for it. Because they don't need, they don't need to do that. Because who else are you really worried about? So, I think that, you know, pretty true to form, you're going to see the Patriots defense focus a lot on him, point him out, and just make anybody other than Brandon Cooks beat you. And I think that, again, right, like he's got the speed, he's got the route running and all of that to still be, you know, a very effective receiver. He's still, you know, somebody you can book for over a thousand yards. He's, he's almost halfway there already. Um, you know, at the same time, though, it's just when, when that's all you've got, the Texans have some issues. So uh, I I expect this to be a scenario where the Patriots pass defense is going to make life really tough on Davis Mills. You're going to have Matthew Judon coming after him and Josh Uche, you know, coming after him and and, and all of that. So it's going to be a long day at the office probably for the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt Judon actually mentioned that yesterday about being able to get to Davis Mills and uh, really had a lot of praise for Laramie Tunsil, uh, the offensive lineman for uh, uh, the Texans, and saying that you got to hit him early. You can't give him an opportunity to get into position because once he does, he's essentially immovable. And that really, I think, is something that the Patriots are very mindful of. If they're going to look to confuse the rookie and make life difficult, like you said, that really is their best option to do so. So, going to be an interesting one in Texas on Sunday. Uh, 
not quite the slam dunk that everybody probably thought prior to the season because of some of the Patriots' struggles and, of course, their own struggles on the offensive line. But Pats fans are feeling pretty confident, and it's hard for me to say that uh, they shouldn't feel confident based on what we've talked about today. Tyree, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to join me here on Locked On Patriots. Uh, It's surprising that it took me so long to be able to get you on this show, but uh, I'm certainly, certainly glad that you were able to join me today. And we look forward to having you back here on the airwaves very soon uh, to break down more great Patriots content, as you always do. For the benefit of our new listeners, please let everyone know where they can find you, interact with you on social media, and what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen of Kyrie Thompson. Well, thank you very much. You can follow me at KDThompson5 on Twitter. That's generally where I'm at. And you can check out my work and the work of our awesome people over at Boston.com. Um, and you can generally expect every weekend towards the end of the week, you're going to see uh, who I'm looking for, um, you know, for the opposing team every single week. You can see that on Boston.com and the Boston Globe. And you're going to see a couple of film breakdowns from me once this game is over. So thank you very much. And I am delighted to be here. I can't wait to be back on with you. Absolutely. And we can't wait to have you back on. Thanks again for taking the time out today, bud. Great analysis as always. In the meantime, continue to stay safe and well. And we look forward to the next time that you join me here on the microphone right here on Locked on Patriots. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Just like that, Patriots fans, it is almost time to bring you right up until Sunday's 1 p.m. kickoff. However, it is time, as it is each and every week here on the pod, for me to offer my roadmap to victory. And it starts on the defensive side of the ball, because to me, this is where the Patriots have control this week. As Kyrie Thompson and I discussed, the best way to limit what the Houston Texans can do is to take away the field from Davis Mills. Very similar to what the Patriots did last week against Tom Brady, Utilize a set with heavy defensive backs. Take away the passing lanes and force Houston to run the football. Houston's rushing attack has been mediocre at best this year, and the Patriots' front seven should be able to contain them. Christian Barmore, Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy doing a much better job of clogging the middle, and they're getting the edge set pretty well by guys like Dietrich Wise, Kyle Van Noy, and Chase Winovich. That should free up the linebackers to be able to get after Davis Mills and cause some confusion. Matt Judon, Josh Uche, and the newly acquired Jamie Collins should be able to provide enough pressure to confuse Mills and force him into making throws he doesn't want to make. If that is indeed the case, the Patriots' secondary should be in prime position to be able to defend the pass and maybe even pick one or two off. On the offensive side of the ball, the Patriots face a tall task, being able to protect Mac Jones without the benefit of a solid offensive line. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this makeshift unit on Sunday. However, the Patriots can play this one smart if they utilize the run right off the bat to open up play action. Kyrie and I talked about this a little bit earlier. The short to intermediate passes, getting the ball quickly out of the hands of Mac Jones, might help the Pats be able to move the football. Of course, that is easier said than done because Mac Jones will be under constant pressure from Lovey Smith's defense. Therefore, I'd look for the Pats to try to establish the run early on, get Damian Harris touches early, and that should open things up in play action for Mac Jones to be able to utilize his receivers in the short yardage situations. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry poised to have big games perhaps, and also Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Bottom line, this is going to be a tough one to call. The Texans are struggling mightily, which is the only reason why 
I would say that the Patriots still do have a good shot to win this on Sunday. Mostly any other team, and I'd probably have to go the other way on this. I know I picked the Buccaneers last week, but I think the Patriots, even with all of the woes they have on the offensive line, still find a way to score enough points and prevent Houston from scoring theirs to walk away from Week 5 with a win. I like the Patriots in this one by a final score of 17-14. to 14. So that's my prediction, but what is yours? Well, we'd love to hear from you here at Locked On Patriots. So throughout the course of the weekend, drop us a line on the Bird app at LO underscore Patriots and offer your game prediction. And of course, in addition to my sincere thanks for you making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day, make sure to stay locked into Locked On Patriots so you do not miss a single second of the action. So download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my friend Kyrie Thompson of Boston.com for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I continue to thank you so much for listening and for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until next time, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, a great weekend, and enjoy the game on Sunday.